Welcome to the latest podcast from Decipher Consulting. In this episode, Annie Clift catches up with director Tom Francis along with Andy Dunbar for a look at the history of delay analysis. Where did it come from and what does the future hold? Taking a look back at the history of delay analysis, where are its origins? I would say that delay goes as far back as the early 80s, uh, 19th century. It's cases like um, Home and Gubby, um, where they discuss the principles of um, time at large. So, I mean, Gantt charts, they go back 100 years. Um, critical path method goes back 50 years. And I'd say scheduling software goes back um, 25 years. So, I think, say, about 50 years. So, just expanding on that, as you say, Andy, case law was probably the first thing to be established. Uh, Nineteenth century, um, you know, and then further developments in the the Gantt chart and in you know the early twentieth century, group path method in the fifties. Uh, it's all kind of leading us into a more uh, systemized approach to delay analysis that really um, then developed even further with the advent of the computer and processing power. And companies such as Primavera set up in the early eighties that really first established um, delay analysis software. With the so a gentleman called Henry Gantt started um, producing uh, a way of tracking resources uh, against time, um, and you know the basis of the program came about in perhaps the early nineteenth century. That kind of established itself in America, I guess, um, as a starting point. Um, thereafter, in around about the nineteen fifties, this concept of the grip path method first arose. That's really the basis uh, and the bedrock for delay analysis ever since. And that was developed in the 50s, again in America, um, a couple of companies called uh, Dewpoint Chemicals, Remington Rand, started to look at how they could improve their projects. Um, and they saw huge gains from, from working out what, what they determined at the time was the, the critical path, uh, and what is you know, the sequence of activities leading to the completion date. And that's really the, the, the fundamentals of delay analysis today. I guess then it's really come to the fore, um, perhaps since the early 80s, um, early 90s, um, you know, with the advent of the computer and processing power that's really um, brought delay analysis into a field in itself ever since. Okay. How has the availability of computers from the 1980s onwards changed the way we look at delay analysis? I guess it's brought um, delay analysis to the fore as a, uh, as a trade or as, a, as a, an element of, um, of disputes um, uh, in, in itself. I guess... Andy, what's your thoughts on that? Because obviously your, your dad was doing delay analysis at the time, back in the 80s and 90s. It's got, um, it's got easier and easier for, um, for them to do delay analysis on computers. Computers have got a lot faster. I remember growing up um, with my dad, he was a delay analyst. And, um, the sizes of the computers that um, he was doing um, the analysis on were, were, were quite big. It took a lot of uh, processing power and um, he used to bring some large laptops home. It's it just got easier and easier um, with, with the, the calculations. Softwares are coming out now and um, it's making it easier for us to uh, analyze and uh, input data. But if, it, if the computers are making it so much easier and they're becoming more and more sophisticated, well, is there still a need for delay analysts? The, 
there's always a need for delay analyst. Um, what, what I find is um, you need somebody to input the data. You need somebody to go and um, to go to these contractors and find the actual data. A computer can't do that. Some of the information that we're still finding is all written down, like on site diaries. Um, contractor contractor reports are they're on um, they're on printouts, but you need to read and you need to analyze and you need to input all that data into um, into a program. Okay, so um, going back to sort of the, the origins of it, some people credit Keith Pickavance as being the first person to coin the phrase delay analysis, but was it around before then? It's an interesting question, Annie. Um, I've done a bit of research in the past on how it really developed, and there's not much evidence around the, from what I can see, around the basis of how the methods um, came, came into being. Um, various people cite various sources, but it's, it's not something that um, is that well documented. Uh, I think it kind of evolved over time and have been captured in things like the SEL Interruption Protocol. Um, I think when I started out, there was people would talk about methods of analysing delay, but they meant something different to the person they were talking to. And it's taken us some time to get to a stage where we've actually um, been able to catalogue or, 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 or um, categorise each method in a clear way, exactly what it is. Um, and, you know, certainly when I started out in the early 2000s, um, there was a lot of um, different talk about what each method was. So the talk of Windows analysis, well, what does that mean? You know, that's just cutting um, uh, the analysis into a series of time, time periods. You know, and that, that could mean many different methods in itself. Um, so I think, I think we're getting there with the SEL protocol and with the American uh, similar protocol, which is called the AACE, uh, Forensic Schedule Analysis, um, recommended practice. Um, but there's still a, a little bit of um, uh, confusion um, amongst people as to, to what each method actually means. Uh, but how it's actually, we've got to this stage over time is, is not quite clear to me, uh, the origins. As the methods have evolved and delay analysis has changed over time, has the court's approach changed? Um, I guess the first kind of reported cases, obviously around you know, the issues of delay, go back um, you know, to the uh, 19th century, um, Home and Guppy and, and such like. Um, but the real cases around delay analysis methods probably came about in the early 2000s. Mm. Um, there's a few cases there which talked about um, uh, the analysis against um, a planned program and to show the critical path and such like. Um, so that kind of you know was the start of it. More recently, court approach has been a bit more pragmatic, a little bit more of a common sense type approach to delay analysis. Um, there's been a, a few leading cases over the years which um, really critiqued what the delay did in terms of um, you know modelling delays which conflicted with reality and with the facts and the evidence of what's actually occurred on the site. I think that's really the, um, you know, the kind of the approach the courts now take is you know what as a matter of fact uh, did delay actually arise rather than proving in some sort of computer theoretical model. That's, that seems to be the, the way the courts are going, a very pragmatic um, approach, in my view. And what about the future of delay analysis? What do you think might change in the coming years? I guess going back to Andy's, Andy's uh, mention earlier about you know, the way we analyse um, data, I think will change. 
Uh, I think construction has been notoriously slow at um, adopting um, new technology. Um, whether there's a place for some form of um, software um, that can capture all of the records in one place, um, that can analyze masses of, of data that we get presented, such as um, site diaries, uh, even photographs, even uh, allocation data, allocation sheets and such like, and really pull all that together in a format that um, a mass of data that can, can be readily read and understood to assist the delay analyst in, in allocating delay is perhaps an area that will change. There are certain software packages out there that, that do this type of thing, uh, but they're not complete and haven't really been adopted today. We still do a manual um, review of, of the information, and rightly so, because you, know, you, you can't let the computer uh, do everything. You need to verify uh, the inputs. Um, but I do think that will change over time. And perhaps you know, in 10 years' time, we'll see analysts, you know, using perhaps drone footage that was um, taken at the time of, of um, the work progressing, um, and some sort of software that can really you know, integrate all of these different sources of contemporary information into one place. Uh, that, that's how I perhaps see it evolving. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decipher podcast. While every effort has been taken to ensure its accuracy, no reliance should be placed on the content or opinions expressed at the time of recording. We hope you'll tune in again soon.